Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Turn to your Bible to Matthew chapter 21. We're going to see how this goes. I ain't trying to do long, though, because he done already had his way, but I just wanted to touch on a, on something real quickly here. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. You know, this is called, again, this is this is what they call Palm Sunday. And I traditionally don't like doing, like, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. The kind of message that line up with, you know, you do on Christmas, you do the Christmas message, and Easter, you do the Easter message, and Palm Sunday. You do. I usually don't like to do that a lot of times, but, and I try my best to, to move away from it, you know, and, and I, I, I didn't even really want to hear from God. So I'm going to keep it 100, which I didn't even want to hear from God what the message was going to be, you know, for like about a week and a half, two weeks. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I ain't trying to hear what you know. I'm going to come on. I even look back at some old stuff that I had done back in the day. I'm like, I just give them a, I give them a re refresh, you know, new and improved type thing. Because I ain't li I don't like preaching like trite, cliche stuff. Like, well, it's Palm Sunday, so preach a Palm Sunday message. It's Easter, so preach an Easter message. I don't like doing that. I'm me and, me and God going back and forth like that. I don't like that. You know, you know I don't like that. He said, but. And then the mess around came home from last night and went straight to sleep after we left from the conference last night. I went straight to sleep. Didn't have a message the first. Woke up this morning about around 5, 30, 6 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, God, well, you know I don't want to do no Palm Sunday message. He said, but you ain't got nothing else to do but that because either you're going to do it on your own or you're going to do it with me. Amen. <laughs> so I'm going to do it with him. How about that? So y'all finna have a Palm Sunday message. <laughs> Cause that's what he said, but you know how I do now. We always gonna look at something just a little bit different than how it's always normally done. Amen. That was the agreement I worked out with God. I said, "Well, God, I'm gonna do it. You know, we gotta do it. Gotta put a little something on it. You know what I'm saying?" So Matthew chapter 21. Let's go ahead and get in this thing. And get out. Matthew 21 verse one. Okay. It says, "Now when they drew near, I'm reading out of English Standard Version." Follow y'all with the Bible apps and stuff. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you. And see, that's a message right there, but that ain't even a message. Go into the village in front of you. A lot of us spend too much time looking behind. He says, And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat with her. Untie them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Somebody ought to be hollering right there. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them. And he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a coat, the foal of a beast of burden. 
The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They bought the donkey and the coat and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. That's the Palm Sunday. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna is the, in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Amen. Amen. So what I just read there was the story of Palm Sunday. That's that's Palm Sunday. They Jesus comes into to Jerusalem and we talked about it just a while ago. You know, they saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, oh God, we you know, you the son of David. They recognizing the, the kingship and because they looking for they looking for a messiah to, to deliver them from the Roman occupation. They was thinking that Jesus was coming in with a revolution. For physically, but he was coming in from a revolution spiritually and mentally. So they was crying out, Hosanna, oh, he done showed up now. This is the one that we've been looking for. This is the one we've been waiting on. But we all know how the story changed, amen. The same folks that'll lift you up one day is the same folks yeah. that'll be tearing you down yeah. a couple of days from now. When what they thought you were supposed to deliver didn't work out. You didn't promise that to them. They just assumed that that's what you was going to give them or what you was going to do for them. And now they ready to tear you down because you didn't come through with what they thought you were supposed to have. My God. Mm, good. Lifting you up when they thought that you was going to give them a little piece of change. <laughs> But tearing you down when they realize your pocket was on flat just like theirs. <laughs> oh, they think they got uh, see, and, and that's what people do, amen. But 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 some tell somebody that ain't even the message. That ain't even the message. Because the, the way I want to look at it is from not the disciples' perspective, not the people who shout now Hosanna's perspective, not even Christ's perspective. Well, then you say, well, whose perspective is left of him entering into the Jerusalem and all this crowd? You got to picture it. I mean, if you can't picture it, you can see it on all the little movies. You know, the people shouting. They, you know, the Pharisees standing there looking like, why they, why they tripping on this man like this? You know, because they how church folks do. You know, they wonder why somebody else getting praised and they ain't the one. But that ain't, that ain't the message either. Amen. But whose perspective am I going to look at this from? How about the donkey? How about the donkey? What was on the donkey's mind when he was being rolled into Jerusalem? What was going through the donkey's mind? Some people say, well, the donkeys don't think. Well, see, it ain't about what the donkey thinks. Sometimes you got to just look at things from a different perspective. And the donkey had a different perspective from everybody that was involved. Amen. Amen. See, because the first thing we got to look at, and I'm not saying that we donkeys, because, you, know, uh, you know, I know they use another word in the King James for donkey, and some of us might be that sometime, you know, but, but I ain't saying that, right? Amen. Well, I'm not calling us that, even though, you know, you might be that, and if you're sitting by somebody who is that sometime, just look straight to me, because then they won't know that they really be like that sometime. But, you know, I'm not saying acting like a donkey, amen, but we're going to look at it from a donkey. Here, here we go. The first thing I want to look at is the fact that from the perspective of the donkey, you got to realize that, 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 that Jesus had a plan for the donkey. 
Just like, see, see, we gotta put yourself in the place of the donkey just for the day. Suspend your disbelief. We the donkey. We we taking that perspective. We looking around with Jesus riding on our back. Amen. You'll catch that in a minute. <laughs> Jesus had a plan for the donkey. He told his disciples, he said, go and, go and get this donkey and, and, and untie it. Y'all ain't even shouting right there. He said, go and get this donkey that's tied up. The donkey is tied, but I want you to untie it. I got a plan for it. See, some of y'all is tied up with some things. You're tied up with a no good man. You're tied up with a messed up job. You're tied up with frustration. You're tied up with depression. You're tied up with confusion. You're tied up with bad relationships. You're tied up with being broke. But God said, go and get that donkey and untie it. Because I got a plan for them. I got a plan for them. I, what, what I need to do with them, I can't do while they tied up. Go and untie them. See, because it says in the word, whom Jesus set free is free indeed. See, when God calls you to be untied, can't nobody tie you back up again. He said, go on untie, go on untie, go on untie and bring it to me. It ain't enough just to get untied. See, my plan, God's plan is saying, it ain't enough for me to untie you. It ain't enough for me to save you. It ain't enough for me to set you free. I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me. Bring the donkey to me. Untie and bring him to me. And then I like it in verse 3 where he say, if anybody say anything, if anybody got a problem with me untying them, Oh, why, why is she getting untied? I remember when she used to trick off with him. Why is she getting untied? I remember when she did this. Why he getting untied? Then he used to smoke something all the time. Why he getting untied? Why he getting set free? Christ said, if anybody say anything, tell them the Lord need them. I don't care what they got to say. You just tell them the Lord need them and, and watch what happens. Because I got a plan. I got a plan for the donkey. Somebody say, he got a plan for me. He got a plan, got a plan for you. Because what it say in Jeremiah? Jeremiah, he talks about it. He, say, he says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not for evil. To give you an expected end. Expected means that it's expected. It's a plan. It's a plan. See, last night was the, 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 the minister was talking, the pastor was talking about, about the plan versus the promise. And see, that's that's I like that and I caught that because a lot of times we focus on the plan. But 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 when God really is saying, I'm saying he has a plan for us, but it's really his promise. He said, untie him. Untie him. Set him free. That's part of the promise. <laughs> That's part of the promise. That, that's part of the promise. See, we're trying to figure out how we're going to get untied. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get cut loose. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get set free. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get delivered. God, how you going to make it happen? God, I know what you said, but how you going to make it happen? God says, my plan is my promise. And if anybody got anything to say about it, meaning even if you got something to say about it, you ain't even got nothing to say about your own freedom. Mm. That's the kind of God we serve. His plan is that we enter into his grace. Amen. He said, he said, say, he got a plan for me. He got a plan for me. The second thing is about this donkey. Remember, we we taking a perspective of the donkey today. Amen. This is a different Hosanna message. We're taking a perspective of the donkey. The second thing is that the donkey was chosen. He could have picked anything. 
I'm sure there was some sheep around there. I'm sure it was some horses around there. I'm sure it was some, some camels around there. I'm sure it was some whatever else animals in that Middle Eastern area or Northern Africa area that to keep it real 100. <laughs> you know, I got to throw that in there. You know. I'm sure there was some other animals he could have chose. I mean, he could have, you know, he could have chose anything. He was Christ. But he chose the donkey. What am I saying about that? He could have chose anybody, but he chose you. He could have chose anybody, but he chose you. He could have chose anybody to do it, but he chose you. Ain't no mistakes. I don't care what your mom and dad and them said. I know he probably he probably didn't get out in time enough and you came here on accident. You wasn't playing by your mom and dad. But guess what? It ain't no mistakes. God says, I knew you when you was in your mother's womb. He says, I formed you and I shaped you. He says that I knitted you in your mother's womb. I took time with you. I took I took my I took my purpose and, and planned you out and designed you out. He says, I chose you. It ain't no mistake. It ain't no mistake. It ain't no mistake. John tells us that, that you chose me, but, but he says you didn't choose me, but I have chosen you. I ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit shall remain. That whatever you ask of the Father in, in my name, he'll give it to you. Christ says you didn't, I, you didn't choose me. We don't come to Christ by ourselves. It's the unction of the Holy Spirit. It's God saying, Out of all the multitudes, he come in and he say, I got you. You see, see that that's that's why I, I like when they talk about your fingerprints and they say that, 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 that when, when, when the fingerprints, you, there ain't nobody got a fingerprint just like yours. It, it, it's unique. It's unique. But see that, I like to think of that, that as God's hand. It's like you touching God's hand and it's like everything. It's like when he was sending us out, we was just, we was touching his hand and, and he was stamping his print on us. And he says, you unique, come and touch my hand. You unique, you unique, you unique. I'm choosing you. Can't nobody do it like you. Can't nobody do it like you. There's things inside of you that won't ever make it into this earth unless you do it. I know that sound cliche. I know that sound trite. I know that sound like something that people say all the time, but it's true. They, it, 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 the, 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 the same book might enter in. The same business might enter in. The same ministry might enter in. But ain't nobody going to be able to do it like you. Because there's a little twist that you can put on it. There's a little something, something that you can put on it. Because like the donkey, God chose you. You had a, he had a plan, and you was chosen. Next, the donkey says that the donkey put on clothes. The donkey put on clothes. Amen. Christ told him, he said, he said, on time, bring him, bring him to me. And then he said, took him to the place. It says in verse 6, the disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. They bought the donkey and the coat and put on them their cloaks. And he said on them, the donkey got dressed. The donkey got dressed. What am I saying? How does that relate to us in our perspective? I mean, you got to put on your clothes. It says what that, 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 that we, we come to Christ to receive new garments. It says that we were what? Clothed in his righteousness. See, you can't get right. 
You're already clothed in righteousness. When you come to God, you are clothed in righteousness. You are operating from a position of righteousness. You are already in his righteousness. It ain't yours. It ain't mine. It ain't your mama now. It's God's righteousness. He says, but you got to put it on. That's why Hebrews said, throw off all that hinder you. Take off all them old clothes. Take off all that other stuff. It, 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 it's no longer wintertime. Take off that coat. Take off them, them, them over coats and them boots and all that. Now put on the spring clothes because you're about to spring forth. Because like Isaiah said, I'm about to do a new thing in you. It's about to spring forth. But you got to put the clothes on. But you got to put the clothes on. See, this donkey, they put the cloaks on, but it, it was really just the, 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 the uh, it, was, it was symbolic of also that that's how they prepared the king's horse. If you look at, uh, I think it's in Zechariah, they talk about it, how, how, uh, when King Jehu was getting ready to be coordinated, they, they clothed the horse. And see, that's why Christ is saying, you got to put on the clothes, because I'm, I'm trying to bring you into something. The way, the way you're getting ready to go, you can't be dressed like that. Y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> Where you getting ready to go, you can't be dressed like that. It's just some place, okay, bring it out the sky, make it being spooky pooky. It's just some things you you ain't gonna wear when you go to certain places, amen. When you go to the club, what you gonna turn up? You gonna you remember when y'all used to go to the club? You you lay out that little outfit on the bed and you, you, for the women, I know you put the earring, all that stuff coming in. You getting everything prepared. Cause it's somewhere you getting ready to go. Cause you trying to track something. You keeping it one hundred, amen. But but now we in the club of Christ, and God said, "Lay out your clothes, put on a little something, cause you gotta attract something." See, cause when you getting ready to go, you can't be dressed like that. You wouldn't show up with your club clothes on at work. I know some of y'all might have used to go to club on Sunday night and go to work that same next Monday morning, and you got your little clothes in the back of the trunk, and you say, "Oh, that was just me." I thought that was just me. Ain't nobody else in here raise their hand. You can change your clothes in the parking lot at the, at the job. And, okay, I'm just saying. Because you knew that going into that job, you couldn't keep them same clothes on. They might have not looked right. I mean, dudes, it really didn't matter. But, but you know, they might have been a little smoky because, you know, when you smoke something, you know, get all up in your clothes, and you don't really want to go at the job like that. Amen. But God says, when you getting ready to go, you can't be dressed the same way. You have to put on my clothes. But see, the thing is, you're going to have to believe that you deserve to wear them. Oh, my God. That's the problem. A lot of us feel like we the donkey. We feel like we low. We feel like we just a beast of burden. We feel like it ain't nobody really caring. We feel like ain't nobody really thinking about it. We feel unforgotten, left out, downtrodden, and pushed aside. We feel that way. But God said, no, when you put on my clothes, you know, it's kind of like when you get dressed up. You know, when you when you put on when you put on your Sunday best, as they call, you know, you feel a little different way. You ain't gonna slouch all down when you all decked out in your, you know, your Armani suit and you know, you got your whatever. I don't know what y'all labels is now because I don't do the labels thing because they cost too much. I know they only paid five dollars to make them and charge you two hundred dollars. That's a message for somebody. But you know, you get what I'm saying. When you get dressed up, you ain't gonna just run around and fall in the dirt. Y'all missed that one too, didn't you? 
when you get dressed up, you're not going to just run around and wallow in the dirt. See, some of us stay wallowing in the dirt because we won't put on the right clothes. We stay wallowing around. It's some folks you ain't gonna go around with certain clothes. I don't want them touching all on me because you know, you know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. You know when you go to them all white parties, I know that make good. You know, you can't you can't be hugging on everybody because you don't get lipstick and makeup. Don't touch me now, you know. I got on. You know, you start dusting your shoulders off because you dressed a certain way, and that's how we gotta be. We got, but you gotta already know one, you deserve to be dressed that way, and two. It says, did the donkey dress himself? The disciples put the clothes on. What am I saying? What you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is, the way God get ready to dress you, you ain't even going to have to worry about it. Other folks going to dress you. Other folks going to provide. Other folks going to bless you. They going to bless you and dress you so that you can impress God, so that you can, so God can see who you truly are. God, he said, and, I, and, and it's going to be, and it's going to be the people you very See, the donkey had a plan. The donkey was chose. And he said, he said the donkey had to get dressed. But then next, the donkey was being led. The donkey was being led. The donkey was being led. That's the key part. That's the key out of all this. The donkey went wherever Jesus went. The donkey didn't ask questions. The donkey didn't rebel. The donkey didn't buck. When Jesus got on his back. See, sometimes when Jesus tried to get on our back, we I ain't ready for you yet. Get off. I ain't not now. I'm doing something over here. Get up off my back. The donkey just sat there and let Jesus get on his back and, and ride. Because, see, God don't always tell us the route that he going to go. God don't always tell us how it's going to work out. God don't always let us in on the plan. But here's the trick. You ain't got to know in order for the promise to be fulfilled. You might not know how it's going to work out. You might not know how the end's going to meet. You might not know how the thing's going to come together. But guess what? If it's a promise from God, it's already done come together. Because Romans 8 and 28 say what? All things work together for the good of those that love God, that are called according to his what? Purpose. And what do we start this off with? He had a purpose and a plan for the donkey. Amen. So don't, don't worry about how you're being led. It, it's going to be frustrating sometimes. It's going to be hard sometimes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be upsetting sometimes. But God says, you hold on to my promise. You hold on to what I said. You hold on to who I am. Yes. And the donkey went on and did as Christ said. And then Lastly, the donkey, which is the most important part of all of them, because I said what the donkey, Christ had a plan for the donkey. The donkey was chosen, just like us. He said, you are my royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Chosen generation. The donkey got dressed for the occasion. Get dressed, get dressed for the occasion. And he was willing to be led he was willing to be led. It says, J. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? 
See, see, you're going to be led through some things that, that might not appear to be God-like, but God can use everything for his purpose. Amen. It says that he make me lie down in green pastures. See, you got to be led to those things. Amen. But lastly, we come right here to the most important one. The most important perspective of the donkey. The most important reason that the donkey was there. The most important reason that the plan was coming to fruition. Not only was it the prophetic that the donkey was coming, because out of, out of Zechariah chapter 9, it was already, so Christ was just fulfilling Old Testament prophecy of coming in on the donkey. But it wasn't just because of prophecy and plan. It wasn't just because he was chosen. It wasn't just because the donkey needed to get dressed. It wasn't just because the donkey was willing to be led. But it was mostly because the donkey made Jesus visible. The donkey made Jesus visible. If Jesus had to come just walking in with all his other disciples, there might have not been anybody who really knew who he was except for the ones who kind of knew him or had kind of had a, like, yeah, I think that looked like him, that might be him. But when he came in on that donkey, he was lifted Remember I said at the beginning, we're taking a perspective of the donkey. So when the donkey was willing to be led, when the donkey humbled himself down, when the donkey said, dress me how you want me, lead me how you want me, use me how you want me, it allowed Christ to be lifted so see, when we allow God to use us how he want to, to dress us how he want to, to lead us how he want to, we allow him to be lifted up. Now God can be visible in your life because he's riding on our backs. He's saying, I need somebody I can ride. You let everything else ride you. You let that man ride you. You let that job ride you. You let your money ride you. You let mama and them June bug and cousin them ride you. So why won't you let Christ ride Because everybody else riding you to the ground. He's trying to ride you to the promise. Everybody else rides you to hell. He's trying to ride you to heaven. Everybody else rides you any old kind of way and throw you off, leave you, leave you broke, busted, and disgusted. He's trying to ride you to abundance. He said, cause he said, he says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. See, we let everything else ride us, but when God get ready to ride, it's like, I don't know, let me think about it. Let me pray on it. Why you gotta pray on something God asking you to do? I can understand the pastor asking you to do it. Let me pray on that. But if you know that you know that you know that you know you heard God and you still got to pray on it, then it lets me know that you're more, you're more, you're more involved with God than you are committed. You more the little dude you kick it with on the weekend instead of your man that you deal with. Or he more, he more that, little, that little dude you roll with instead of, instead of your boy who you down. Who you ride with? God says, I need to see who's gonna be the donkey and let me ride. Who gonna who gonna be the beast of burden? Yeah, and see the donkey is a beast of burden. So I'm not here to tell you that it's gonna be an easy ride. I'm not here to tell you it's gonna be all, all comfortable and easy. Cause see it's got work to do. Cause see the, the, the funny part about it is when he rode the donkey, thank you, God. When he rode the donkey, he went. He rode the donkey all the way to the temple. He rode the donkey to church. 
But listen to this, though. When he got to the church, <laughs> what'd he do? That's part of the story y'all have heard about, that when he go into church, he flipped the tables over and pulled the belt out or the whip and start whooping folks and running them up out the church. See, because he needs some of us who are willing to be rolled for real so that we can uproot the mess. He needs some of us who are willing to really be real about this thing so that we can ride up in the temple and say, oh, not in my daddy house. We get some things straight up in him. So he needs somebody who's willing to ride out. Willing to ride out. Because, see, that's where he's going. He's going, he going to set order. He's going to set order. That's what it's all about. It's about setting order. But, see, he needs you to know. See, he already untied you. He already set you free. See, because when we allow Christ to be, be, be pushed up to the top, wherever he is, he's going to give glory. He gets the glory, but then he gives it to us. We get the fallout from the glory. How many know that the fallout from the glory is the best part? That means that everything is taken care of. That means that sweatless effort, sweatless victory. Yeah, it might be trouble getting there, but oh, when you finally arrive. When you finally arrive. Amen. When you finally arrive. See, God untied us for a reason. He said, I need you to be untied. He said, I don't care about how untamed you were. Because, see, that's what the donkey was. The donkey is untamed. Some of us some untamed, no wild, cantankerous, rebellious folk. He said, but I can still use you anyway. I like that little rebellious nature. Because if I can get in there and twist that thing around, then I know you ain't going to stand for any old and everything. You gonna take, I'm going to take that same rebellion and I'm going to use it as a standard. You ain't going to let everybody run all over. He said, don't worry about it. I can, I can, I can use that a little bit. He said that the donkey was at a crossroads in, in other scriptures. He says, I know you're at a point where you can either go left or go right. He said, but I'm trying to get you to go straight. See, there's a difference between left and right and straight. He said, I'm trying to get you to go straight. He said, I'm going to make crooked paths straight in your life. He says that it says in the scripture that the donkey was by the door when they found him. He says, see, you got to be by the door. The door is the Christ. He says that I am the door of which you enter. And then they say they bought the donkey to Christ. So you got to be willing to come to God. And, and most importantly, lastly, the donkey didn't resist. He didn't resist at all. He didn't resist at all. He didn't resist at all. So you must recognize that God is requesting our presence. Our presence to be accountable for. Our presence to be responsible. Our presence our presence. His plan for you is that you would let him be the Lord of your life. Clothe yourself in the fullness of Christ. Allow the spirit to lead you and follow him obediently. Amen. Amen. That's his plan. That's from the donkey perspective. That's, see, 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 now we'll look at it a little different. Ain't nothing wrong with being a donkey every once in a while. Every once in a while. Because Christ knows, he knows you got the bump in you. But he said, let me control that thing. He know he, you got a little, little rebellion in you. He said, but 